This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning, and I know you have questions dealing with those, and you're probably wondering what you should be doing with some of the projects that you have. Rachel Painter is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Great to have you with us on this nippy fall morning. I know, it's pretty chilly outside. It is. Uh, <laughs> I, it looks like the leaves are getting off the trees in pretty big quantities now. Yes, they are. Today is the first day I've actually had to wear a sweater. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out there. Now, let's get to the bottom of this leaf issue. Everybody mm-hmm. has a big leaf issue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If what you're is... anything like me, they're everywhere, all over your yard. Yeah. What should we do? Should we put those down in the street for the uh, pickup, or should we mulch them into the grass? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, should, what should we do with the leaves? You can mulch them up. Um, if you had you know, really small amounts of disease pressure or anything like that, then you might want to actually rake them up and collect them. So if you had um, fungal pathogens on any kind of you know, plant or anything like that, so leaf spots, then you might want to actually remove those as much as possible so that you can get that disease pressure, that fungal pressure, out of the area. So um, you would want to remove those, again, bag them up or, you know, place them at the street to be picked up. But otherwise, you can just mulch them up. So um, by mulching them up, they will break down faster. So that's why you're doing that. Um, You don't want to leave them as they are on the grass because they are covering up um, that grass and restricting sunlight and restricting water movement. So you do want to mulch them up. Don't just leave them there. Okay, so if you mulch them up, uh, you just leave the mulch on mm-hmm. the yard, or do you pick it up? No, you can just leave that there. It'll break down. Um, if you continually have a lot of leaves, um, then you might have a thatch issue in the future on your grass that you might need to remove so that if you were overseeding, that seed could reach the soil and have good uh, seed-to-soil contact. But um, you know, pretty much those leaves are going to break down. So you're helping them break down faster by mulching them up with a lawnmower. Now, does it do your yard a favor if you leave it? I mean, are there nutrients in those leaves? There are nutrients in those leaves, so that is good. Um, they are using, um, they're called brown if you are uh, composting. Um, but uh, if you break those up, again, that's called brown. If you put leaves into your compost, that's a brown. And so they are um, pulling nitrogen. So if you continually do that, then you might be pulling some nitrogen from the grass. You might need to apply some nitrogen in the future. But I would just take a soil test, to be honest. So mulch those leaves up, let them fall, um, you know, let them decompose. And then um, 
you know, every couple years, every three years, do a soil test. Now, if you have monkey grass, if you have any of the yard, uh, the the tall grass Mm -hmm. that is there for for beauty purpose, and it's gorgeous, Mm -hmm. uh, should we cut those down now or do we wait till later? No, 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 no. They are going to be pretty all through the the winter. So those ornamental grasses, leave them alone. We're getting some strange yeah. sounds. Here. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I think Brian is working on something there, and we can hear people talking in the background. Yeah, we have ghosts in here. <laughs> um, so, um, no, uh, leave those alone. You don't want to actually cut those back at all right now, ornamental grasses. And um, the spring is when you would want to cut those back. So, if you were to cut them back right now, then those would, many of those are hollow. And so if you cut those back right now, the water would get inside of those and freeze um, throughout the winter. And you don't want that to happen. So leave those alone. Um, That's your best bet. And they will continue to be pretty for the most part throughout the winter. Um, And those are, you're right, those are gorgeous right now. They're very, um, they add some winter interest to your garden because, you know, everything else is pretty much losing its leaves. Now, if you had a good, successful garden, mm-hmm. tomatoes, you know, whatever you might have had in there, mm-hmm. uh, when when should you turn the soil? Should you turn it? What what should you be doing there? Well, if it was tomatoes, then hopefully, you know, those have been out for a while now, for the most part. Um, hopefully, you planted some cool season vegetables back in September, and now you're harvesting those. So, um that could be what's going on. If you did not and your garden has not been cleaned up for the winter, then I would go ahead and begin that task and pull out those dead plants. Again, if you didn't have much disease pressure or issues there, then you can compost those plants. Um, otherwise, if you did have some disease pressure, just get those out of there. You don't want to compost those. You don't want to add that pressure to your compost. So, um, again, pull those out. Um put the garden to bed for the winter if you're not going to plant anything else uh, you could be planting some cool season crops still but you would probably need some kind of cold frame or uh, frost cloth protection uh, from the freeze now although it's a chilly 46 right now <laughs> it's going to get up to about 65 and be sunny today mm-hmm. so you may want to do some work outside yes uh, is it too late to be planting trees and shrubs maybe doing some of those things for guests dropping by for thanksgiving yeah no it is not it is not um too late for that actually now is a good time to be planting trees and shrubs you do not want to be pruning doing any major major pruning on any trees and shrubs you want to save that for early spring um but it is a good time to be planting trees and shrubs now so get out and enjoy this good weather um I think it should be pretty for a few days now. So oh, you have okay. quite quite a bit of time to get some things in, get some things done outside. If you haven't, uh, if you have pots that you put uh, plants in for the summer on your porch or patio or something like that, you probably want to go ahead and remove those plants and put those pots inside for the winter so that they don't freeze and crack. So make sure you're doing that. Now is a good time to, to get on that. Otherwise, your pots might start to collect water. And again, um, unless they are... Um, protected from that, some kind of texture or uh, substance to protect them from that, then you do want to make sure you put those inside. Now, for people who have a desire to maybe give some uh, soil test for people for the holidays as a gift <laughs> uh, or, or have their own soil tested, mm-hmm. can you do that pretty much all year around? 
you can. Now is a good time to be doing that. Um, I probably would have suggested to do it a little bit earlier on in the season so that you had more time to get that incorporated. Um, but now is fine. You can do that whenever you want to throughout the year. The soil test boxes are outside of our office at 315 John R. Rice Boulevard. Again, that's the Rutherford County Extension Office. And right out front of the very front building at, at Lane Agri Park is a clear tote box. And those soil test boxes are in there along with instructions on how to take a soil test. And you can get that box and that instruction sheet and do your soil test. And those boxes are good for 10 acres. So you probably more than likely just need one. And um, again, you'll go around to different locations in your yard and take about six inches down in the soil, remove any rocks or debris, put that that sample into a plastic bucket and go around to other locations in your yard. About 10 locations is plenty and put all of those samples together in that plastic bucket and mix them up so that you get a representative sample of that entire yard. So you want it to be representative of the entire yard, so that's why you're going around to different locations. Again, you're going to mix those together and then put that in your soil test box that you got from our office. And then you'll need to get that to our lab in Nashville, which the uh, address is right there on that instruction sheet and um, it costs $15. So that's a great idea, something useful this year. You know, we're trying to get people gifts that are useful or helpful in some way, and a soil test, that might be something they want. No, yeah, so. it's, it's a great bit of information to help you mm-hmm. do a good job on the yard or garden. Yes, I think that's a great gift for a, a dad, you know, or a grandpa, something that they would actually utilize and you know, if they're out there working in their yard all the time or their garden, then that might be just the thing for them. Good. And and so they can pick that box up there at the Ag Center. It's yes. right outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the inside is still not open to the public? It is not. We can make um, appointments with you. So if you did want to meet with one of us, an extension agent, then you can make an appointment. But the door is generally locked to the public still. We are still available, though. Um, phone, you know, email, however you want to reach us, but the door is locked, but we can make appointments. Now, there was a period of time that you were doing some virtual visits mm-hmm. uh, where you people, I guess, would show use their phone and show you this mm-hmm. is the way this tree looks or whatever looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you still doing that? Yes, yeah. They can always take photos, and that probably works best. Um, and email those to us, uh, get those photos to us, and we'd be happy to look at that. So that's what I've been doing mostly um, right now. But we can still go on site visits to look in person. We just have to wear a mask and, you know, social distance kind of thing. But we can definitely still do site visits. We can look at photos. And that is the best because when you're trying to describe something to me, it's, it's hard for me to picture what you're looking at. But if you send me a photo, then I know exactly what you're describing and we are on the same page. So definitely photos are very helpful, but it can, again, we can still do site visits if needed. One of the things that is really neat about the Lane Agri-Park, which is where the farmer's market is and mm-hmm. so many other things are, one of the great things is your plots of grass. <laughs> Another great thing are your samples of yes. different gardens, of different species of plants and what have you. What is the greatest use for those this time of year? What what do people learn when they mm-hmm. see the plots of grass uh, in mid-November? Right now is a great time to go out there. Like you said, 
I like to suggest that people go out there at different times of the year so that they can see what it might look like at different times in the year, different seasons. So right now you can go out there and look at the grass plots, which are again right at, out front of our office in the very front of our office there. And um, you can see what different species might look like right now. So right now you could look at a cool season grass and um, see that it is, you know, kind of thriving. It looks pretty good. And then you might look at Bermuda and it might even have some uh, frost damage. We've gotten a few frosts so far. Um, So you could probably see some frost damage. Maybe even um, there's an interesting pattern when Bermuda has frost damage on it. So you might be able to see that still. Um, But then, like you said, visit our other gardens as well. So you can see right now our butterfly garden. You can see what looks good throughout the the cooler seasons right now. You can look at the herb garden. It looks amazing still. So you can still be harvesting herbs right now. Um, You can look at the vegetable garden. We have a lot of cool season vegetable crops um, growing right now. Some collards, some mustard greens, things of that nature. So I would really suggest you go out there and give it a look right now. See how things are going. And I like to suggest people do that because then you know exactly what it's going to look like in your yard. So people might have unrealistic expectations that they put this bush in and it's going to look like it does in the summer all year round and it's not so it's a great way to just understand what expectations should be what things might look like at different seasons and you might find something that is striking in the winter that you might want to add some winter interest to your garden with all righty here's a text from a listener how much should the lantanias be cut back this fall and they say that uh, theirs are the large ones and perinatal so um Lantanas come back. (laughs) I had not seen that. Lantanas. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make it fancy. (laughs) Lantanas. Yes. Lantanas. Okay. So we are on the kind of border here in Tennessee where if we have a mild winter, they will come back every year. But if we have a really um, cold winter, um, then they might not come back. So um, I personally just let them kind of die off on their own. So once they get hit with some frost or freeze a couple times, they're going to die back completely. Um, You can cut them back um, all the way to the ground, and they're going to die off, and then they might come back next year again from the root system. So um, there is no rhyme or reason to it. Just let them die off. And again, hope for the best. Hope for a, a mild winter in your case, and hopefully those lantanas will come back. Okay, and do learn how to pronounce them. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I mispronounced it, you caught what it was. <laughs> Lantanas. Yes. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. I'm going to take my uh, box of lantanas. <laughs> <laughs> Lantanas. <laughs> <laughs> they were very... Very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be right back. <laughs> News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
Bud's Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, so you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. For a limited time, get up to a $120 reward card after submission when you bundle at least two new qualifying Michelin or BF Goodrich passenger or light truck tires, as well as select Michelin motorcycle, scooter, and bicycle tires. Or get a $120 reward card per purchase of four new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at BudsTireProsTN.com. See store for complete details. Offers valid from November 18th, 2020 through December 9th, 2020. Void where prohibited. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church, right across from Indian Hills. So the beauty of our store is we typically beat or match internet pricing, and the cool thing about that is you can try it out. You can actually pick up the instrument and hold it in your hand before you buy it, versus online, where you can't really see it until you get it in your hands. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den, and we'll get you guys taken care of. We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at DemasRestaurants.com. Good morning. Traffic still looking pretty decent right now on 24. It's still heavy, however, leaving Rutherford County into Davidson on 24 westbound. We've seen a lot of radar out here this morning slow it down. You're going to see more and more of that over the next 7 to 10 days. Hey, Jurassic Quest drive through the first ever drive through Dino Family Experience. It's in its final week at the Supermotor Speedway, Nashville Supermotor Speedway. Check it out at JurassicQuest.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro, and that is now Capstar Bank. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the mid-60s. South winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 39. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we will always remain a community bank with local people you trust. Capstar Bank, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Visit capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Marty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackert. Here on WGNS, we're local, we know sports. It is 829. Welcome back. Let me ask you, uh, you're possibly having some problems with your car. If you are, take it over to First Class Sales and Service of Smyrna. They are your hometown auto repair shop, and they want to help you. And they remind you not to wait on those repair jobs and the end-of-the-year maintenance. Instead, take it on over to them, first-class sales and service of Smyrna. Things like windshield wipers, fluids, and even oil. That can be crucial in the colder months, and we're there. We're in those colder months. So don't wait. Talk to one of their experts now 
And if you're a teacher, a student, or a first responder here in Rutherford County, find out how you can receive discounts on labor costs for your next job. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. They're at 307 Hazelwood Drive. You know where that is, 307 Hazelwood Drive. It is 8.31. Good morning to you. We're talking lawns and gardens and all sorts of things. Rachel Painter is with us, and she is from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. About this time of the year, we always encourage people to sign up for the Master Gardeners. This is not your normal year. Uh, Will there be classes coming up? Yes, yes. Applications are still open. We are still forging ahead. And the classes will look a little bit different next year. So we do switch up between daytime and nighttime classes each year. And in 2020 this year, in the spring, we had those evening classes. So 2021, the classes will be during the daytime. So you will have to have your schedule pretty pretty open during the day. But um, those classes will be mostly on Tuesdays from 9 to 11 a.m., starting in February, going until the end of April. And those on Tuesday will be online. So we will have those online on Zoom. And if you don't know how to use Zoom, that is completely okay. We will teach you. We are happy to teach you. And again, those will be on Tuesdays from 9 to 11 online. We are going to have some, hopefully, in-person things on Thursdays. So every other Thursday. And those will be fun. We'll be going to the Stones River National battlefield we'll be doing a stream cleanup Uh, we'll be going to one of the master gardeners gardens for a garden tour we'll be going on a wildflower walk so all of those things will be outside so that we can socially distance and be safe no matter what's going on so and and those trips will be when again um those will be on thursdays so there's an entire schedule of all of these classes on our application which is available on our website at rutherford.tennessee.edu And again, the Master Gardener program, you can just look up Rutherford County Extension Master Gardeners. You'll find that application packet and complete that application and get it back to me. You can email it to me. You can mail it or drop it off at the Extension office if you need to. And um, that is due by December 1st. So we are getting down to the deadline. Please go ahead and go find that application and turn that in. So again, the Master Gardener program, we are forging ahead with that. We will have classes in the spring starting in February, mostly on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And again, 9 to 11 a.m. And those on Tuesday will be online. So um, hopefully we can socially distance and still uh, let everyone learn what all the Master Gardener program is about. That's learning um, and, and having a community of others that know about gardening. So we have Master Gardeners that have been in the program for 20 plus years now so we have some master gardeners this year that are getting their 20 year badge meaning they've been a master gardener for 20 years and so that's exciting because if you're new to gardening and you don't know much yet that's okay because you can learn from all of these other master gardeners you can learn from the classes there's just a plethora of knowledge out there within this group of people and you can join it Now, there was another class that you used to have that you ask people to sign up also now Mm -hmm. because it was for those who thought they might want to become Master Gardeners but weren't ready to make the commitment yet. Yes. So the Master Gardener program is a volunteer program. So you learn, you go through those classes, and then you become a volunteer to share that knowledge or just share with the community. They go and set up at farmer's markets. They teach classes at the senior center and the library. They manage our demonstration gardens. So 
That is a volunteer time commitment. But the Master Gardeners also offer what is called Garden Basics. And it's only five weeks. And it's not 15 weeks. It is only five weeks. So it's a much shorter program. And those classes will be online in the spring and March. So we have pushed that back a little bit um, just to account for that's what people wanted. They wanted it later in the year so that whenever they were learning about soil or gardening, they could go out and do it the next day. So those will be on Thursday evenings in March. And again, it's a five-week program, so it starts the first Thursday in March and goes until the first week of April. And those are from 6 to 8 p.m. And those will be, again, online. The applications for that will open up in December. So those applications are not open yet, but keep us in mind. Keep checking the website. Again, that will be at rutherford.tennessee.edu. And then you'll click the Agriculture tab. And then you will see information about the Master Gardening Program and Garden Basics. So now, again, is there a, a fee for either one of those? Yes. Garden Basics is $50. And again, that's a five-week program on Thursday evenings. The Master Gardener Program is $150, and it's a 15-week program. So it's much longer, much more intense. And those classes, again, are on Tuesday mornings, 9 to 11, and then also Thursday, hopefully in person, if it can't be in person, we will make do. We'll make it happen some other way. Um, but we do have scholarships ava- available for both of those programs. So if you are just super interested in gardening and you want to join these things, but maybe, you know, 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people. So if you don't have the, the funds to be able to do that, we do offer scholarships. So just reach out to me, again, Rachel Painter at the Rutherford County Extension Office, and I will work with you. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you want to talk or text, you can do that uh, on that one number, 615-893-1450. Maybe you have a question about garden basics, or maybe you have a question about uh, being a a master gardener. Give us a call, 615-893-1450. And during normal years, <laughs> which this is not. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but. <laughs> they, uh, the Master Gardeners are also helping there at the at the Farmer's Market. Yes, the market is op- uh, over for the this year. It goes May through the end of October. So um, hopefully they'll be able to be back in May when we start back up, um, I hope. And uh, again, May through the end of October. And next year at the Farmer's Market, we're actually going to be doing something different on um, the classroom. So the classroom, typically, we would have those educational classes from 9 to 10. And next year, 2021, we are going to utilize that classroom as more of a come-and-go style. So instead of having people come in and sit down for an hour-long class to learn, uh, we will have that open for come-and-go learning. So you can bring a sample in to speak to me or Mitchell. Uh, you can come in and learn about canning right then and there from the agent And we will be there, the Extension Office will be there on Fridays. We are also going to have our community partners. Um, So we'll have someone from the VA hospital. We'll have the NRCS office. We will have um, Habitat for Humanity. The senior centers might come and set up. So we will have a schedule of community partners on Tuesdays. So again, next year, 2021, at the Rutherford County Farmers Market, the classroom will be utilized for more of a come-and-go style from 9 to 11. So we'll have it for two hours in the classroom. 
and you can come in and ask questions. So on Tuesdays, you'll learn from community partners about programs in the county that are going on that you can be a part of. And then on Fridays, Extension agents will be there to educate on various topics. So 4-H will have um, some grab-and-go bags with some STEM activities that you can do with kids. They might have um, some other programs about how to get involved with 4-H on Fridays. And then um, ag agents will be there talking about, you know, samples, looking at samples with you, teaching you about lawns or gardens or tools. And FCS, Family Consumer Sciences, will be teaching about um you know, reading programs, um, healthy eating habits, easy recipes to u- utilize seasonal products. So um, hopefully that'll go well. We think that'll go well, and it'll also allow people to kind of come and go instead of uh, being contained in a classroom together, depending on um, how the COVID situation is going. Hopefully so it'll be gone. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we won't. that won't be a problem, but um, hopefully that'll allow us to easier uh, social distance or um, just teach people more on a one-on-one style. Now, will that still be at 9 o'clock? Yes, 9 to 11 in the classroom at the farmer's market. So normally... Um, and, and next year, this will be the same. The market will be open from 7 to noon. But in the classroom from 9 to 11, that is when the educational exhibits will be happening. Okay. So some changes in next year's farmer's market. Yes, and we're excited. We think it'll be a great way for well, people. I think so, too. Um, you know, a lot of people couldn't stick around for an hour at the farmer's market. You're there to kind of shop and leave. So um, we hope that this will allow people to still get some educational information when they come to the market every time they come to the market. So, um, again, next year the farmer's market is 7 to noon, like normal. Um, from the beginning of May through the end of October, and the classroom on Tuesdays and Fridays um, will be utilized from 9 to 11. All righty. 615-893-1450. We're talking about the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. And if you have any questions dealing with the Extension Service, give us a shout. Yes. 615-893-1450. We keep hearing so much about the emerald ash borer mm-hmm. and how it's in Rutherford County and I guess all the counties around us now. Uh, anything we can do to help protect our trees from that nasty insect? So, number one, go out and see if you have any ash trees. <laughs> um, so, you know, you need to learn to identify an ash tree. So look that up and see if you have any on your property. Are they pretty common around the area? Um, they used they to can be. be. <laughs> yeah, they can be. They used to be. Um, so go and, and look up uh, how to identify trees. That's even fun to get children involved with, um, identifying trees. So uh, look that up. You can find many different tree ID books online or just information. Virginia Tech has really good information about identifying trees. So you can find that there. And um, identify your trees, see if you have any ash trees, and see if you have a reason to be concerned first. And if you do, there's some great information about the emerald ash borer online. Just look up EAB, and again, you can find information from TDA, the Department of Forestry, and they have put out information about how to handle that. So, again, identify your trees, see what you have on your property, involve some kids if you have them. Um, It's a fun way to get them involved. Now, with this change in season getting much colder now, 
Uh, are people having problems with ladybugs and things of that sort trying to get inside? They do, yes. This time every year we have um, insects getting in. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of stink bugs getting Ooh. in this year. Yeah. Um, so stink bugs, ladybugs, all the bugs trying to get inside. Um, and you can hire a professional you know, exterminator to come in and spray every so often an insecticide. Um, you can also spray around your eaves or your door frames um, with a pyrethrin product. So um, there are different products you can use for that. But vacuum them up. If you have them inside, vacuum them up. Get them out of there. They emit a pheromone that signals to all their friends it's like hey thanksgiving's here come on and join me (laughs) so they emit that pheromone and then all their brothers and sisters show up so definitely try to get rid of them as much as possible so that's why you vacuum them if you step on them or do something like that they smell yes yes all righty well let's go to the phones good morning you're on wgns with rachel painter how are you today good Bart. good morning to you and good morning rachel good Good morning. morning Thank you. Um, Rachel, I have a um, Cleveland pear tree. I've got a couple of them in my yard, and they're different than the Bradfords. They, I understand, were uh, man-made cross things uh, years ago to uh, enhance their growth and their strength to prevent splitting and all in wind. They're more open. Now, um, these Clevelands aren't trimmed back the same way that a pear, are they? Because they, they grow in the shape of a, of a pear, is the way the limbs are. Mm-hmm. And they'll curve and go up, wherein a Bradford's just a little bit different. And you can cut those back just about to the ground, and they'll come back. Uh, what's your knowledge on the Cleveland? Uh, can I prune that back so far? And if I did, what time of the year would you recommend So, yes, you can prune those um, like any tree, but I would definitely not be pruning it right now. I would wait until the spring. So February, early March is the best time to prune most trees and shrubs. So um, definitely don't don't do it right now. Um, And yes, you know, you can prune them back uh, pretty pretty harshly but not like a bradford pear so i wouldn't be it's not a crepe myrtle you can't cut it to the ground and it might send up uh water sprouts but it's probably not going to be the tree that you're wanting or desiring um so is there something wrong with it is that why you want to print it back he's already gone oh he is gone my <laughs> bad um well before you prune anything you need to real uh think about what are you trying to accomplish? So do you not like the size or the shape that it is now? Is it in the way? Things like that. So before you make any pruning cuts, a lot of people prune just to prune for some reason. So uh, really think about what you're trying to accomplish, if it's in the way, if you don't like the shape or size, and uh, just see you know, what you're trying to accomplish first. But I wouldn't be cutting it down to the ground. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Rachel Painter. Good, good morning, Bart. It's me again. She had asked me a question, and uh, it, it's because they're getting so big, and they're right in front of the house, and their their sisters, like a lot of people used to plant the Bradfords, these Clevelands are just a few feet apart, and uh, the way the limbs are protruding out, I mean, it's actually blocking the front of the house, and the height of these things, I understand they'll get over 30 feet, 
Um, and I just want to cut those back, but I don't want to bob them off like some people have uh, mm-hmm. committed Bradford murder. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and in some cases, I understand they'll come back, but I don't want to kill these trees. Now, one last thing, too, Rachel. I understand that the life expectancy for these maybe are a little less than the Bradford. I am not sure 100% on the life expectancy of these compared to a Bradford pair, but I would say that, you know, if they're that large and things like that, you might get a few more years out of them if you were to prune them back. Um, You can look up how to properly prune trees, and I would look up the three-cut method, especially if these branches are pretty large, and uh, make sure you're making proper cuts so that you are not leaving open, large open wounds for insect pressure. So um, look, look up the three-cut method. Make sure you're doing that. Again, do not do that right now. Wait until the springtime. And um, what you're wanting to try to do is uh, reducing the crown. So um, you can find an arborist. If you look up treesaregood.org, um, you can look up uh, to find an arborist, and they they take courses on this and try to learn how to do this properly. But you're right. Do not top this tree. Tree topping is not good. You don't want to create a, um, what was that? Uh, tree murder. Yes. The, and the tree, uh, the hairstyle that some men get with the flat yeah. tops. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. not a, a tree style. So um, definitely don't cut them like that. But um, you're basically going to be removing those larger branches back Um, to a joint or even to the main trunk and you're trying to reduce the height and the width of that tree Um, more than likely again you might be spending a lot of money and effort and time doing that when you might not get that many more years out of this so it's just is that worth it to you Um, you might even consider you know deal with it as long as you can and then just remove them and replace them with something that fits that space better so you know, if you have this tree and it is way too large for that space, then you could eventually replace them with something that wouldn't get as tall and as wide. Um, something like a Sweet Bay Magnolia is still going to be pretty in flower. And, um, you know, you can find different varieties that are going to stay smaller. Well, well, I thank you so very much for your information and help. I'll allow someone else to have time. But thank you, Bart. I appreciate it, sir. Hey, have a great day. Talk thank to you. you later. Bye-bye. And we uh, just got a text message in. A listener says that they're wanting to put a unique tree in their yard. They've heard so many people talking about the ginkgo trees Mm -hmm. here in Murfreesboro. There are quite a few of those. They said one they remembered seeing on the MTSU campus and some others around town. They have uh, heard that they're beautiful all through the year. But somebody had told them that they have a a strange smell. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you know something about these trees? Yes, and what? Yeah. Um, so ginkgos. I don't are, think that's a good answer. No, I mean, is, you start yeah. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they stink. Okay. They really stink. So um, ginkgos have male and female. Uh, you know, many trees are actually male and female, but you just don't realize it. And so, if you get the wrong one. Um, well, you have to have both of them, don't you? Don't no, you don't want both of them. Oh, okay. Um, you, okay. you want the one that does not create um, the fruit. So um, the fruit are little balls that fall off, and they're squishy, and they squish down, and they stink. And that is what emits that smell. And um, so on UT Ag Campus, actually, the place where you would think they wouldn't plant the wrong thing in the wrong place, 
they had many of these and I remember um, being on campus there you would walk you had to walk through this to get to many of the buildings on ag campus and so you would walk through all of that nastiness on the sidewalk and then you would go inside the buildings so for about two weeks here on ag campus the buildings and the whole campus would smell like this because they had an entire line of them and it would be on everybody's shoes and it just stinks so please look into this for a while do a little bit of research first. Well, how do you know which one is it the male or the female i am not i'm forgetting and can you tell wherever you purchase this tree can you say i don't want whatever it is yes so they breed them to know um which one it is uh, that creates this part um i believe it's the female that produces the actual fruit okay i don't know that for a fact i'm trying to look it up i'll tell you while you're doing that uh, let's check on the traffic and weather when we come back rachel will uh, have found the answer for yes. you stay with us much more to come Consumer Warrior Clark Howard, weekdays 11 to 1. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Broderick County's place to talk. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family owned and operated since 1989. First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna is reminding you not to wait on that next car repair job. As a matter of fact, if you're a teacher or first responder, there are special discounts available to you on your next job. So stop by First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden. And also, don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. The Co-op Farm and Home Center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Hey, you need to go over there because they have some great Christmas gifts. Check out the gift department at the Co-op. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Good morning. Traffic still looking pretty decent right now on 24. It's still heavy, however, leaving Rutherford County into Davidson on 24 westbound. We've seen a lot of radar out here this morning slow it down. You're going to see more and more of that over the next 7 to 10 days. Hey, Jurassic Quest drive through the first ever drive through Dino Family Experience. It's in its final week at the Supermotor Speedway, Nashville Supermotor Speedway. Check it out at JurassicQuest.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Get the latest local real estate information, lawn and garden tips, and more Saturdays at noon on the Rutherford Home Show with Dean Higby and Dave Grover here on WGNS. Hey, happy birthday to Ruth Daniel. Ruth Daniel is our birthday winner from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. Happy birthday, Ruth Daniel. 
Our good neighbor today is Michael Craig. The person who nominated him said he has a generosity and heart for others. Michael Craig receives flowers from all the folks over there, Jenny and the whole family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Well, we, uh, we're right on the edge of our seats right now, wondering which is it, the male or the female of the ginkgo trees? The female is, I was right, the female is the one that produces the seed or the fruit. And again, that is what stinks. So um, they are, I read, they are trying to breed some that are male only, sterile, you know, kind of things. Um, But definitely make sure you are getting uh, what you're looking for and uh, make sure you're getting um, a male. So again, that is why it stinks. And that is why some people do not like them. They are pretty, but I prefer to look at them in someone else's yard. Okay. <laughs> Here's another question. This one came in by way of text. How uh, how do you eradicate Dallas grass in a fescue lawn? So we do have a great publication about this. If you look so up, so it's a big problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas grass is a problem no matter where you have it, but. Um, you know, it's, it can grow anywhere, basically. But if you look up uh, Dallas Grass Control, Tall Fescue, it should pop up our publication on this. And um, let me see what publication number that is for you. It is SP642. So publication, you can just look up Extension Tennessee Publications, and you'll find information on that. Um, but basically, Dallas grass is very hard to control, and there's limited options for fescue. So um, there is um, there are some products called Fusilade 2 and Ornamec, um, but sometimes those are not labeled um some Fusilade products are not labeled for home lawns, so make sure you look into that. You might need to hire a professional uh, that has a license to do so. Um, you can also just use glyphosate, um, so Roundup products, and um, spot treat. So again, glyphosate is non-selective herbicide, so it's going to kill whatever you're spraying it on. So um, you know you need to spot treat. Be careful with that. Create some way that. You make sure that this glyphosate is not uh, going to fly off in the wind and kill something else nearby that you don't want to uh, target. But, um, again, glyphosate spot treatment, no matter what you use on Dallas grass, once you get rid of it, you're going to have a bare spot in that lawn. So you're going to need to be ready to overseed or um, give a little spot treatment of seed so that you can fill in that space because your best defense against weeds in your lawn is a strong stand of turf so if you have grass occupying that space then it's harder for a weed to get in there so again um a full dense stand of turf is your best defense so once you get rid of that dallas grass make sure you are putting fescue back in its place Okay, here's another text question from a listener. They said they put down some new grass seed in mid-October in some areas of their yard that uh, just did not have any grass. It came in very well, but there's still a few brown areas. Can they, is it too late to add some more grass, do a little overseeding there? The best time to overseed is September. So, um probably a little bit too late there's probably not enough warmth to really get that up and growing before we go into more uh, cooler weather like we are now um so 
I I don't know, to be honest, what I would do. Um, Mitchell is probably your best bet to ask this question to. He is much better with lawns than I am. So if you would call our office at 615-898-7710, again, the Rutherford County Extension Office, and ask to speak to Mitchell Moat, you can ask him about that. But the best time to overseed is going to be September. Okay. And then uh, do you have an, another chance? Is it when spring comes? Or is that too? Is that the wrong time? I don't know. I've just always Again, learned September. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably could do it in the springtime, but there's not long. The reason you do it in September is because it has a long growing season of our. It's a cool season. Fescue is a cool season, mm-hmm. and um, it has the longest growing season possible before it hits our hot summer temperatures when it goes dormant. So fescue is a cool season grass. It goes dormant in the summer. So that's why you want it to have the longest time possible to establish that root system before it goes dormant in the summer. And again, don't forget to sign up for the Master Gardeners program, the deadline, December 1st. Yes, yes. Please find that application on our website at rutherford.tennessee.edu or contact our office to get the application to become a Master Gardener. December 1st will be here before we know it. Soon. It'll be here quickly. (laughs) Thank you very much, Rachel Painter, visiting with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Truman's next, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro. Hey, have a great day.